the only medicine. Vaccines. Hi. Shit! Okay, so we got eight super soldiers on a bulk supply run. Why? They say their mission is to get things back to the way it was during the blip. Maybe they're just trying to help. That serum doesn't exactly have a great track record. So you're telling me that there was a black super soldier decades ago and nobody knew about it? You know what they did to me? People taking my blood. I say it. Get out of my house! Let's take the shield, Sam. Do you remember what happened the last time we stole it? Maybe. Sharon was branded enemy of the state and Steve and I were on the run for two years. Steve believed in you. See, he gave you that shield and you threw it away like it was nothing. So sure. maybe he was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. We've been targeting civilians who've been helping Carly move from place to place. Our satellites have found their symbol popping up in various displaced communities all across Central and Eastern Europe. Walker doesn't have any leads. I know where you're going with this. No, he knows all of Hydra's secrets. Don't you remember Siberia? Okay, then. We're going to go see Zemo. Hello there. Let's go. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Anchor, for continuing to inspire us to use our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I left my sponsor in the other room. It's okay. We can we can always cut these 18 seconds out and try again. Nah, we'll do we'll this. <laughs> I'm getting, We've got it working. Good. I'm really good at editing now. All right, got my sponsor. <laughs> I suppose we you know should what? ask the peoples. I, I think we're going to leave this in because honestly, it makes it more authentic. Like, this is just a conversation <laughs> between friends. And I actually got some serious feedback um, oh. from, from, from friends. A person who listens to the podcast this week. So, Ooh. be glad to share that. On, um, on air? Is this like an off air thing? No, this, sounds... is an off, this is an off air. Um, serious conversation um with a co-worker who listens to the podcast and huh? had some had some very thoughts good feedback. he did I mean, is the is the feedback to be shared on on air oh it will be shared okay. on air yeah. okay. yes yes it will be the revolution <laughs> will be published uh will televised. be publicized, televised that's what we were going for <laughs> we probably should Welcome the people Welcome. to House of Nerds. Um, or hey, y'all. <laughs> depending on... Yeah, which, which side of the Mason-Dixon you're on. That's, that's true. <laughs> oh, We're right. on the hey, y'all side. So. Well, it's, it's been a busy week. We have a lot to talk about this week. Um, we have several news items before we actually get into oh good i'm glad you have something i have a lot is i i don't don't have like the mental capacity to rant about just politics right now no (laughs) it'd just be ted cruz pretty much that's that's pretty much the only person to rant about at this point no we're actually going to give ted the week off because i don't think he did anything that there was sort of there was a fight between him and aoc online and it it was hilarious (laughs) Oh, I don't think I saw that. I think I, I think I missed that. It's, it's okay. But <clears throat> doesn't sound like I missed very much. I'll, I'll put it that way. No, Ted Cruz um, is still an asshole, and that's pretty much where we're at. <laughs> so, no, we've got a, we got a couple things to talk about this week. Um, so now that we're like three minutes in, all right, let's go ahead and say welcome, welcome <laughs> to House of Nerds. Uh, we are thrilled 
that you guys have joined us yet again. Um, we have uh, we have a personal comment to talk about this week. We've got some things we want to talk about. We got some news items. We have a I, I'm just speaking for me here, a kind of a so-so episode, and yeah. I have a theory on, on why I think it's so-so. I was thinking that too. Um, I was I was less excited this week. Yeah, like, I think I think there's a reason um, for that specifically, and I we'll we'll, we'll dive into that um, as we get going here. But um, well, let, let's get into it because we got a lot to talk about. Um, and you know, last week we broke the two-hour mark on the episodes, which is officially our longest episode ever. Ever again. To be fair, these are hour-long episodes of television, and we would talk for an hour to an hour fifteen about a twenty-three-minute episode. So I feel, I feel like we're really on on par here. <laughs> no, we're right on. We're right where we want to be, in my opinion. Um, are we right where everyone else wants us? Yes, See, that's what we, we are. That perfect. And that leads me perfectly into our first bit of feedback. <laughs> um, Actually, it's not feedback, but it's just more so we're going to brag about ourselves for a second and, and say a huge, huge, huge thank you to all of you that are listening, um, because this little podcast, which is less than a year old, um, crossed the 800 listens mark this week. Um, and to say that that brought me great joy and kind of filled up an afternoon, which professionally was very frustrating um <laughs> this this made my week um which you know it's the little things at this point guys like i mean we've been in quarantine and, and kind of separated from family and friends for a while now um but knowing that eight, we've had 800 listens that's not 800 unique listens but you guys are, are digging what we're putting out there and we are we're thrilled to have you guys along for the ride we are appreciative of everyone who's decided to jump in, whether it was for one episode or for multiple. Um, we obviously love those of you that are on multiple episodes a little bit more than those that just joined us for Which one. I feel like um, is fair. Absolutely. I mean, come on, guys. Is. You, want, you um, understand. But. It's nothing entirely personal. It is. It's, it's a little bit personal. <laughs> and it's, I mean, look, it's something that we wanted to call out and just sort of say thank you um and that we appreciate you guys and we can't wait to make another 800 listens um and you know it's it's certainly been enjoyable um for something that's been around for only a couple of months now um i think we are roughly five months old six months old at this point Um, something like that so we we couldn't be happier to be a part of your weekly or monthly or whatever it is whatever you're doing when you're listening to this <laughs> to quote, to um, quote wicked couldn't be happier couldn't be happier um so that's that's that um and we're gonna move on before we start really getting big heads about this type of situation um is there before i start singing the song from wicked <laughs> the next thing <laughs> that we wanted to talk about is uh maybe not quite as as happy um, or is as exciting, I'll say. Um, but I, I did want to touch on this point because this is something that directly affects us um, and directly affects you guys that listen, therefore. Um, so if you're familiar um, with the website Wikipedia, you might actually be hearing the, the snark typing in the background. Um, 
we we joke often about we do our research um during the episode or we, we yeah, research, research sounds, sounds like, like typing, typing. <laughs> um we are avid users of wikipedia um, which is owned by a company called fandom.com hosted on their platform um it it's also the host for the marvel wiki that we use um and that we're pretty prolific users of the rebels um, the rebels wiki the rebels wiki um it's kind of our bible um i will say not saying that everything on there is is dogmatic truth but just saying we use it pretty prolifically um there's a little bit of a controversy this week and i i wanted to touch on this and kind of get a little bit of of feedback um this week as you know um well you may know you may not um there was a holiday this week um and it's i want to get this right so that i'm i'm not you know what we're going to edit this part because i want to want to make sure i get this right trans day well so this week um the transgender day of, of visibility occurred. Um, and so Wikipedia found itself in the middle of, of a little bit of a controversy this week um, that some of the administrators on this website, two in particular, um, found themselves banned from Wikipedia, banned from administrative roles on this, this website because of some inappropriate actions hmm. um, regarding transgender day of visibility um at this point guys i think we put out something like 40 episodes it doesn't really take a rocket scientist to, to feel what side of the the discussion yeah, we're the political spectrum on. that we have uh, we have found ourselves on here uh, halfway through our lives it it should come as no shock that we um we support the right to have a day of visibility not saying that everyone should be trans or you don't have to appreciate trans. You just have to allow them to be human beings. Right. I think, um, would be a, I guess would be my opinion. Um, it's just. I'm, I'm down for my that. Per- my, my everyone first is people. My, yeah. Everybody is a person. Right. Um, I think that's where we could start as basic human beings. Um, Seems easy but, enough. Seems like an easy concept. Um, but again, we did start this with, Hey y'all. So. It, the reason that this, this is occurring, um, Wikipedia basically faked a vote um, where they the vote was on to whether to use the birth name of a trans person when you're you know posting a fact about a person or um, using the name that that person prefers to go by. Um, using the the birth name of a trans person is something called dead naming, or it's commonly known as dead naming. Um, right. And there are multiple people in the Star Wars universe who have contributed to the franchise and are transgender. So you can see where this would kind of affect people. You're searching, basically, is what it affects. Um, and essentially, these two former uh, at moderators or administrators of this website chose to fake this vote so that they would be able to use the birth name of this person or people. Mm. Um, and so essentially, I, I feel like we probably spent far too much time on this, but um, I, I just wanted to 
kind of voice our appreciation for Wikipedia for standing up for the, the basic premise that people are people and deserve respect and identity, um, whatever that identity may be. Um, Going with the not in our house? Yeah, not in my universe, I guess, would be my opinion. You know, and this is kind of touching on touching on debates we've had regarding she who shall not be named, um, who no longer works on the Mandalorian or, you know, this is just the year is 2021. I, I feel like we have progressed as a people past being shitty to each other. But then I go online and I recognize we haven't. So um, right. I, I stand up for companies supporting all people, um, whether they choose whatever name they choose to to support them or, or to go by. Um, that was a very awkward transition. I, I feel like I had <laughs> a much better plan for that. Um, and there's not really any good way to to kind of transition out of that. It's a tough conversation. Um, but it, it's important conversation to have. Um, and I feel like it's, it's something that it, it was a company choosing to make choices in the free market because they choose to, they choose to allow, they choose to support people in, in whatever form those people may, may find themselves. Um, and we're going to awkwardly transition from that to another another company choosing to make a choice um, that is not being received well by some um, because of political decisions or choices made by others. Um, and this is actually happening in the Snark's home state. Uh, uh, of course so it is. Thankfully, thankfully for once, my state is not the, you know, the one doing the thing that everybody goes, oh, look, Florida man did something stupid this week. Um, I want to talk about the MLB All-Star game really quick. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, we are both big baseball fans. Um, I think we probably cheer for different teams, but um, Do we? that's fine. I, I cheer for the Braves oh, who are housed some, in Atlanta. Some people uh, deny their heritage and where they're from. I cheer <laughs> for the Braves. I, I think the snark probably roots for the Rays, um, which is our hometown team. Um, and I used to, we don't. I, I used to cheer for the Braves back in the day, until Everybody we got that was born in the South. Yeah, yes. Fred McGriff, like the whole Chipper Jones, the whole yep. Avery yeah. Maddox. Oh man! Well, and and look, this is not a sports podcast, but I'm filing this under politics um, this week because something happened this week um, in America, in the state of Georgia, and. Something as a result of that happened just about a day ago. Um, so I'm quoting from an article from ESPN um, published by Alden Gonzalez um, just yesterday. Uh, Major League Baseball has announced Friday that it is moving the 2021 All-Star Game, which is the midway point celebration of the year, uh, if you don't follow Major League Baseball, um, out of Atlanta, which is the capital of Georgia, um, it is the capital of Georgia, isn't it? I hope so. I feel like I might have just exposed my lack of geography to a lot of people. Um, but they've moved this game in response to a new Georgia law 
that has civil rights groups concerned about potential access or abilities to restrict voting access to people of color. And really, I wanted to use the All-Star Game as an excuse to talk about this new Georgia law. Um, Because this law has got me a little bit in my feels um, about... Disenfranchisement and... (laughs) Again... This is the political part of the podcast. If you don't agree or, or want to, you know, fast forward past us at this point. Um, but essentially, and, and please keep me, you know, please feel free to correct me if I have a misunderstanding. Um, the the new law in Georgia um, passed by Governor Kemp um, basically stated that you were required, I believe, to show mm-hmm. one form of ID. Um, when you vote and additionally that if you are in long lines like we see every four years specifically um, in georgia like fulton county and and fulton and and gwinnett counties um which are large cities um people stand in lines for upwards of you know sometimes four to six to eight hours i know even in north carolina i waited in line one one year for probably three and a half hours Basically, this law says you can give no aid to these people waiting in line. So in the South, it's extremely hot from like May to December 31st. Um, so you couldn't like hand water out to these people. You couldn't bring them and lunch. I, you couldn't. I have seen some other. So I think that's the one that's getting like that's getting press. I, I saw I tried to look a little bit more into it. I still haven't done my due diligence and gone and actually read uh, the bill. I'm just relying on. Yeah, other people's commentary, really, but uh, taken from, I believe it was Left, Right, and Center. It was either Left, Right, and Center or The Daily, one of those two podcasts, uh, wonderful podcasts. But they were talking about some of the other provisions, and that provision specifically, it limits passing them, passing out refreshments, that kind of thing, within 100 feet or 100 yards of the polling place. Like, uh, okay. Like, it, it's one of those that almost, at least in my brain, that sounds a lot. It sounds a lot worse to say, um, all you people waiting in long lines, die. Like that sounds, <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> and, but it so does. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure of the, the truth to all of that. Um, but I feel like a lot of it is getting blown more out of proportion. I still don't think it's a good law. Like it, it still does limit things. Um, but that one, that provision specifically, I've seen a couple sides to commentary on. I, 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 I read a statement that was released by former President Donald Trump, mm. who urged his supporters. Uh, I didn't read it on Twitter or Facebook because he's still banned there. Um, but basically, former President Trump is urging people to boycott baseball um, and that all other woke companies that are interfering with free and fair elections i would like to to point out the simple irony of former president trump asking people to boycott things um as they rail against cancel culture uh, yeah that would be it exactly Mm -hmm. um when in fact they tried to boycott the nfl over colin kaepernick with a peaceful demonstration yeah weird because Um, that's anti that's anti-american no got some attention <laughs> it just it, 
I'm just. And I'm, I'll fully self-disclose. I was I was a, among that mindset that like, come on, man, what the hell? You're disrespecting the troops and thinking about it more and learning more. It's like no, like that's that's bringing attention. What else are you What else are you going to do? Because it doesn't seem to matter. You you aren't protesting the right way. You have to protest the right way. Well, we wouldn't really have America if you were protesting the right way. <laughs> that is true. Right. To to clarify, we're we're referencing um, Bill Senate Bill two hundred two. Um, which was signed by Governor Brian Kemp, um, signed into law last week. Um, so this is this will be two weeks old at this point when you hear this. Um, this bill included newer restrictions on voting by mail, which it limited the access and the length of time people could vote by mail. It gave greater legislative control over how elections are run to the party this, who is in yeah, power. This part time. is horrifying to me when I heard that part. Additionally, the bill also prohibits volunteers from div- distributing water and food for voters waiting in line. This was finalized and signed into law on March 25th. Um, Along party lines, I believe, is important to, to note. Exactly 100% along party lines. Every single Republican so, voted for this. The, Which you see quote after quote of the, like, that particular side going, if more people vote, we won't win. So we need to make sure we limit the number of people that get to vote so that we will win. Like it, it's, it's a well-known tactic that they're not even shy about. It's insane. It, <laughs> a, an examination, and I'm quoting from an article that the New York Times did. Um, this is a 98-page bill, so it was taken apart by the New York Times. It identified 16 new and restricted provisions that either hinder Georgians right to vote or strips power from voting and choosing how vote uh, elections are held from local and state officials and handed to the state legislature in the state of Georgia. So essentially what I'm reading here is that whoever's in charge uh, or whoever party has power in the legislature and the state of uh, Georgia, they won't lose an election moving forward because You've now given that party the power to take to over choose, to take over the local electoral boards, which I, is horrifying. So so much for power to the people, right? Like this is a government of the people. Well, only if you're a certain people. I just yeah. The other provisions are horrifying. Wrong. Like the the one about the food. Uh, okay, yeah, that's kind of that seems seems kind of shitty, but. It's like, oh, okay, it's whatever. You're, you're going to give them food 100 feet away. Fine, Wh- whatever. But the one where they're going to take control of the election, essentially, yeah, is, I, is insane. It's Especially a seeing what happened this, in November. It, it's a little interesting that all of this comes out after the state of Georgia goes mm-hmm. blue which in my lifetime admittedly has not happened very often. Um, but this just, it's, it smacks of like banana Republic legislation. Like that the term banana Republic, it was derogatorily used about the central American and the Caribbean countries where you would see changes of government often. Um, it's not often I get to bust out my college knowledge on this podcast, <laughs> but um I learned specifically this is this is how this is how fascist and communistic and 
choose your verb or choose your side of the aisle that you want to complain about. This is how you ensure that an election is not a free or b justified because you essentially you're controlling who can vote, when they can vote, and who can count. And then going, votes. it's fair. It's like hey, American right. You showed up. Like, like, let's be real. Like no, those those uh, those American idols are. Uh, it's probably America is not voting for that, or maybe that is the only true fair and free election in the country. And we should start using using that system and voting via call in. But anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to get sucked down into this. I know that we do this sometimes, and, <laughs> and it's so. And it's not so everybody easy. agrees with us. Um. I just, I, as a Brave fan, I have this little tiny platform, so I'm going to say this. I'm disappointed that the All-Star game is not in Atlanta, but I am 100% behind this move. Because when you do dumbass shit like this and vote in these stupid laws, I think it, once again, is interesting that the free market yeah, said, no. you know what? Like you're losing business. Screw you. I'm not bringing my money and my travel and my attention to right. this. This is the same thing that happened in North Carolina when they passed those restrictive bathroom which bills, isn't which was absolutely stupid. insane over the over over the stupid. nonsense of well, you're going to have some dude dressed up like a woman going in there. No, you're not. You know what you're going to have? People who go, um, yeah, I'm. I'm a female. I identify as a, a woman, and I just want to go to the bathroom where in a place that matches my gender that's where it I can feel <laughs> yeah, where i can feel safe yeah. where i'm not going going in as a because i'm a genetic male i'm being forced now to walk in dressed and looking as a female into a male restroom along with all of the joy i'm sure that that will bring in a southern state it's just you. You look at these things, and I know Treat people as you know, people. people. The end. People can call me a, a woke, you know, nonsense, cancel culture, whatever. I just feel like I don't want to look back on my life in my eighties and go, "Man, I was on the wrong side of a yeah, lot of." I hated a lot of people. Long time. Like I that that's what it what it comes down to is I hated a lot of people. And I wanted everything and everyone to look only like me and only me to be represented instead of allowing other people to be themselves. That's it. Like, just let people... I, I had this conversation with one of my classes this week, actually. And it's, it's essentially... We learned all this shit in kindergarten, y'all. Like, we literally learned this shit in kindergarten. They're like, hey, be nice to other people because you want them to be nice to you, right? There's this special rule, I believe, that, that goes into that. It's golden. The golden yeah, it's damn golden. rule. You learn this in kindergarten. This isn't like a, a religious oh. thing. This, this is just literally in kindergarten you learn be nice to other people because you want them to be nice to you. Even if it's a little self-serving. Still, just be nice to people. How hard is that? It's I, not. I switch it. It's so not I used hard. to. I, I, I'm not able to curse as freely um, in the current <laughs> instructional environment that I'm in. <laughs> So I had to change it mm -hmm. and talk about the golden rule. But my rule that I would always talk about before was just don't be an asshole. That's it. Every, yeah. every class I had, I would start it out with, hey, here's the ground rules for this class. And you know what all these classroom rules? This all boils down to DBAA. <laughs> and they're like, what's that? And I said, <laughs> don't be an asshole. That's it. 
like that's that's all I care about. Like you can you can disagree with each other, you can argue, you can be you can heatedly argue, but don't be an asshole. That's it. The end. Live your life like that, and chances are you're going to end up a pretty decent person. <laughs> you might be a lot happier probably. Too. I would imagine you will. Excuse the background noise here, folks. Our little Red Wing has decided to jump up on the the recording area <laughs> while we're while we're telling people and urging people to not be right. assholes to one another. Like, just just live like you lived in kindergarten. And if you were a dick in kindergarten, then stop. Like stop, stop being a dick. Just treat other people nice. It's not I, hard. I feel like that's a great transition point. Um. We are going to be right back because don't be a dick is about as good advice as I feel we can give this week. That's um, fair. And anyway, and really. I, that, that's, you know what? That might be our new podcast <laughs> okay. model. Don't be, an don't be a dick. Well, we'll be right back on the other side of, of this short interlude. And we're <laughs> going to start of Red talking Wing about and being ejected from the room. <laughs> he is, is currently being ejected from this room. He's not living by the don't be an asshole rule. <laughs> Because he's a cat. No, my cat is an asshole. <laughs> All right. Well, Snark, we're here this week to talk about uh, Falcon, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, season one, episode three. The halfway titled... point. Oh wait, no. Power <laughs> broker. Um, entitled, "Hey, we needed the minute to catch our breath because those first two episodes were freaking awesome, and we need to expose to you guys." And we need bit, to. You know, so that we need to pull out some. Uh, what's some... happening? Some exposition and some lame predictions from last week. <laughs> yes. So um, sad. So this week's episode is uh, written by Derek Kolstad, again directed by Carrie uh, Scogland, uh, and originally premiered April the 2nd. Um, it's far more fun to do these when they just premiere, as opposed to me going, man, we, uh, this episode We're premiered old. six years ago. Um but before we dive into the episode, I do want to do a few more quick Marvel um, quick upgrade, uh, updates this week. I've got two fun ones and then one little, uh, actually two fun ones and two pieces of feedback. Um, so, um, again, one of the pieces of feedback this week is coming to us from Reddit um, on the R backslash Marvel Studios. Um, we had kind of touched on this last week, and I feel like I wanted to kind of bring this up again. Um and a post titled something John Walker did during episode two made it really hard to dislike him. Uh, the author Wait, really uh, hard to dislike or like really hard to dislike. him. That's a, that's um, a bold, bold. Uh, <laughs> take. It is. It, well, this person hadn't seen the first five minutes of this week's episode, I think. <laughs> so uh, in fairness, um, so the, the poster, uh, I love this, this, username wolverine kazuri 93 i hope i pronounced that uh, right he just simply said um he was talking about last week's scene with walker and battlestar and the way that um walker saves battlestar by throwing his shield under him while he's hanging off the back of a semi um and that he catches battlestar basically with the shield it just reminds him a lot of what captain america would do um with bucky and he said you know this is something that like it's very clear that Walker has the self-sacrificial um, aspects to him. Yes. Um, and, and essentially the, the reason that I'm bringing this up is that this post itself uh, spurned 2000 plus comments. 
Um, wow. So clearly there were some people who agreed and it disagreed. Um, it is the internet. Um, but we weighed in on this and we said, you know, essentially, you know, this guy is, he's a multiple Medal of Honor winner um, because we were told that John won two Medal of Honors. And I said, simply, this is something we would expect Captain America to do. Agreed. But I don't know that he did it because he was trying to. I, I don't know that he did it for the selfless reasons that Cap would do it. He was doing it because he wanted his mission to succeed, um, and, and that got some feedback as well. Um, and a lot of people disagreed with me, um, and I, I just wanted to to point out that the original poster actually chimed back in on this um, and, and made a comment, just saying, you know that John Walker for his faults is trying to be, he's trying to be what he thinks Captain America should be. Um, and I think that pretty accurately summarizes what we yeah, were what trying we were, to what say. What we were saying kind of on the, on the podcast to at that point in the episode, I think by the time we get to the end of the episode, he is, he is no longer doing, here's what cap, like there's, there's some of the power that has gone to his head and we see it again in this episode. Like that power's gone to his head, Ooh, boy. and he's doing. He's going. I'm like, like I said last week, though. Like I'm fucking Captain America, and you will do what I say when I say it because I am Captain America. And we see what happens when they're like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> who cares, man? Like that's that 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 idea. Yeah. That that's we we see where he's coming from. Like we start to see that that transition from him like here's what i think captain america would do i'm trying to do things like cap and we even see it at the end of the episode like the if you're not with me you're against me that's not that's not cap like we even saw it with civil war he's like i tony i love you man like you're doing this the wrong way like you're not you're not my you're not my Uh enemy man like we're on opposite sides of this Uh battle we just we want the same thing we just we just don't agree. And I know the comics, like it's, it's a little bit of a different way that they get to the civil war. Like it's a, essentially a bomb in a school that's a mutant. Um, and yeah. The, the mutant explodes and kills this school. Yeah. People. So like, yeah. we, they're like, we, we want the same thing. We want people to be safe. We just don't agree with it. So he was never the, if you're not with me, you're against me. He was, I believe this is the right way to go. That's the way I have to go. You're not my enemy. I wish you would come with me. I wish you would see what I see. And Tony's like, I wish you would see what I see. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm seeing. And they're just on different sides, but they're not, they're not enemies. And even the, even the fight that they have at the airport, they're, they're still not, they're still not enemies. They're still not trying to kill each other. They're just, like trying to stop the other side from doing it their way. That's that's it. But this the this uh, you know Costco cap is you don't agree with me. Well, fuck you. Get out fuck my you. way. That's it. And that's not that's not cap. So that's I I get the I get the sentiment of the the post at the beginning. But by the end and by this episode, I I can't I can't get on board with that that sentiment of well he's just trying to do what he thinks cap would do. Well, not anymore. Not really. Now he's trying to like he's he's letting it go to his head and going, oh yeah, no, this feels pretty good to do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want to. So I'm going to do that. Well, in conjunction with that little bit of feedback, there was an article um, that came out this week um, from Wyatt Russell. Uh, he, Wyatt Russell didn't <laughs> write this, but um, 
Kevin Palawi, um, senior correspondent at Yahoo Entertainment, uh, wrote an article this week for Yahoo Entertainment about Wyatt Russell. Um, and essentially, just the headline reads, Wyatt Russell loves that everyone hates <laughs> the new Captain America. Direct quote, I don't like telling people how to feel. Um, it's an interesting article in that Wyatt Russell grew up an athlete, um, and he kind of talks about his upbringing and the fact that uh, Russell didn't read comic books, didn't know about comic books. Basically, this guy was a hockey player who turned into an actor. Um, So he he talks about the feedback that he's received. Um, And, you know, there were some stories out this week that, like, He's quit the Falcon yeah, and the Winter Soldier, these, which is these stupid, bullshit ones. Um, because all of this has already been recorded, and we believe that this is only going to be a one-season series, anyways. Um, but I just I wanted to to bring up this part. Um, but Russell says essentially, or actually not essentially, he quote direct quoting him here says, um, "I love that people have the backlash and the memes and the ability to share whatever their feelings are." It's just not in the cards for me, um, he says. If you don't get that reaction, meaning the you know anger, love, something like that, I'm not right. doing my job, um, which I think is the perfect way to handle um, what he you know kind of the feedback of this person. He's messing with a iconic shield, an iconic character. It's Chris Evans's version of Captain America. It's it's the same thing that happens in football when you fire a, a beloved coach. Uh, the next guy that comes in is almost universally hated for a little while until he wins, <laughs> or if he doesn't win, you know, fire him. Um, or he goes to Texas A&M pretty quickly. Fuck you, go, go <laughs> no, fuck you, Jimbo. Um, anyways, we got it in. We we managed. We got to get it. We got to get, get the get in. Um, Can't talk about March Madness, but it does. The article. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not. The, he does go on to. Um, bring up that the article talks about how you know he originally auditioned to play captain america in 2011's captain america the first avenger um interestingly enough there's some names here that i didn't know um that auditioned but people <laughs> like will smith uh chad michael murray channing tatum john krasinski um and even St- sebastian stan who got the role of bucky all auditioned to play captain america um which i think is fantastic um now maybe we'll get john krasinski as a member of the fantastic four that would be pretty good i would not be upset by that um anyways it's a really good article it's the article is taken from the people.com podcast so if you're that interested in it um definitely go out and take a look um he does go into what it was like being kurt russell's son um which is something admittedly i thought I think we've briefly touched on, um, but this confirms for us. And I was a little too lazy to go look up whether or not he actually <laughs> was Kurt Russell's son. Um, but that's pretty cool. So, anyways, I, I like that he has the the right, the the seemingly right kind of attitude to handle the fact that everybody seemingly hates him. Yeah, um, and you know, makes me feel better that I hate him a little bit. More. <laughs> so we're we're so. correct. You want us to hate you? Perfect. And finally, our last piece of feedback, and this one's just a funny one, lighthearted, um, again, from the people.com podcast. Um, this is from Kath, uh, an interview that Catherine Hahn did with the people.com podcast um, about WandaVision and about the fact that it was, in fact, 
Agatha all along. I haven't seen this, but that's hilarious. And that little, no, that little break is for I'm going to put that little Agatha all along in there. Um, so essentially, um, Catherine Hahn. The article is about Catherine Hahn and her and her work um, in Hollywood. So I, I just I listened to it just briefly because she does talk about how her kids seemed to think she was a lot cooler after um, they watched WandaVision because apparently she doesn't let her kids watch anything else she's been in. Um, (laughs) To be fair, (laughs) she's been in kind of sketchy stuff. Um, But she also said um, in there that her kids were a lot nicer to her as well, which I think is funny because I'm the... The inference from the the actual podcast is is that they didn't know they said mom we didn't know you could be like that um which i think is hysterical and it's really really funny to know that you know marvel's creating con content that the entire family can share and watch um so now that we've gotten all and of we are that 40 out of the way, minutes in folks <laughs> this is how this is how we get to two hour episodes episode. This is that is this true. is how we get there. That is true. Now everything you've been waiting for deep. is about to be yours. <laughs> or maybe you haven't. <laughs> maybe it's just everything we've been waiting for. killed Sparky too. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> and we're walking. And we're walking. Um so our last bit of feedback um this week comes to us um from friend of the podcast, uh Sunny, um my coworker and friend, um who is now a listener apparently. Um didn't know that he was joining us and listening to the podcast. Um but uh, Sonny is a huge, huge Marvel, uh, Marvel friend and uh, fanatic. I would even go so far as to say. Um, but Sonny's been listening um, on the podcast with us, and he uh, he might might be joining us um, for the finale, depending on if we can make schedules work, and then depending on a few other factors. Um, but he uh, had joined. He he's listened to the last couple of episodes, and he he wanted to let us know that he has been arguing back and forth with both you and I snark um, when we say <laughs> things because he, he has to pause the podcast um, and, and argue back with his car radio um, because he is, he disagrees and or agrees with things that we're saying. And he wanted to just pass along simply that um, he is enjoying the podcast and he's enjoying your delightful version of, of snarkiness and, uh, that he appreciates <laughs> when you um, when you throw me off balance because he said that's when the podcast is at its best is when you throw me off when we're uh, we're moving along down the road. I'm not gonna lie, it's my favorite part too. 
anyways, I wanted to pass that along and say thank you um, for him being a, a new loyal listener. Um, he definitely did, is listening because uh, we went to lunch one day last week when we were in Ocala. We got in the car and uh, the podcast was on. So he's not full <laughs> of hot air, but apparently he enjoys it when you wind me up. So sounds like you two share that in common. Um, it is a good pastime. <laughs> I'm glad that I can bring you both so much joy. Um, it does. So now we are officially ready to start on the episode. Uh, now that we are well and truly close to an hour worth of worth of pre <laughs> talk, this I will agree with your statement before is how we get to our episodes. Oh yeah, but that's what we do here at House of Nerd. Um, so this Sometimes week's episode those conversations are two hours. <laughs> that is true. To our our wife's enjoyment. Yes. Um, sometimes. So this week, Power Broker, first blush. What are you thinking? Did you like uh, it? It was it was all right. <laughs> I feel like this is like a C plus B minus episode. It, it definitely still feels like a movie, but like yeah, uh, this is the part of the movie where we have to tell you like this is the part of Endgame where we talk about you know this is why we have to go back in time and. Right. You know, and I'm all sitting there going, well, let's go ahead and go back in time. And you have to do all the slow talky parts. Um, but but I do feel that this episode brought us a very important foreshadowing um, of a specific character. And I think we might have answered um, a question we had last week, as well as it gave me my easy prediction for next week um, for the podcast. So. Let's let's go ahead and dive in. Um, this week's synopsis is that Sam and Bucky go to a criminal safe haven in Madripoor um, to find out more information about the Super Soldier Serum. So, kind of exactly where we were left off last week, if you remember, the conversation between Costco Cap and Sam and Bucky was about, um, you know, Sam and Bucky basically acknowledging that they don't have the same rules or limitations that Costco cap has. Um, and they're going to see Baron Zemo. Um, which, how'd you feel about, how did you feel about this week's opening? Because I thought, I thought it was different and unique, but I definitely have a problem with it because of like coming out of that commercial and then opening on the shield and seeing cap with a bunch of stormtroopers. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to like it, but I definitely didn't like it. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's kind of where where we're at with him. So you get the first couple minutes of this, and homeboy is still taking advantage of his power. Like, do you know who the fuck I am? Ooh, that scene with oh, and he goes, yeah, it spits on his face and goes, I don't care who you are. Oh, nice. Like, and I'm 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 still to I don't think he's fully gone. Like you know, full native on this one Ugh. yet because he didn't immediately kill him. Um, that he's, he looked like he was close, but it's a decidedly not, not cap um, scene. So this is, this is not a Steve, this is not Steve Rogers. This is someone who is wearing the uniform and who has been put up as cap. It It's not, it's not Steve because Steve wouldn't, wouldn't react like I I want to murder you right now because Ooh. that's what I can do. I can do that. 
oh, it was so hard to watch that. On honestly, the here seeing the 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 German who's running the the internet cafe or whatever, and saying you of Americans have become such I forget what he says, but such brutes I think or something like that. I was like, yeah, I think that's the ooh, I think that's the turn of phrase. Oh, that I I know it's not supposed to sit well, but boy, it didn't. Um, <laughs> Success. <laughs> and seeing, you know, what I liked is I really liked that Battlestar here was kind of the voice of reason. You know, like right, like him him kind of talking down. You know, Costco Cap. I think that's important that we don't just paint both of these guys with the same brush. Like, it gives me hope for Battlestar going forward as a character of, like, okay, um, you know, he he's not... These guys aren't bad people. They just... I think Costco Cap wants results so badly. Yeah. And seeing that he's kind he's of... He's like, I'll do whatever I need to to get them. Being this, like, enforcer guy for the, the Global Repatriation co- co- Committee, I like, that commercial was... That's rough. I'm not gonna lie. Like seeing that, like, well, the, oh, world, man. the world went on. We'll help yeah, you, but like, don't worry. We've got you covered. I feel like, like, oh god, that's like Alex <laughs> Jones's worst nightmare of like something actually like a a global community actually being in charge of things. And I just, ooh, that I did not like that. But I don't know how I felt about this next part either. Um, <laughs> we jump to Bucky and Sam in this the German prison where they're going to see uh, Zemo, and like I don't know about you, but Zemo was one of I feel like one of the smarter bad guys. Like between him and Ultron, I like the fact that they aren't. I don't. I like the fact that they aren't just like evil, like root evil. They're just they're very smart, very like inquisitive, and they just disagree with the way you do things and seeing this, like I get the logic of like, okay, well Zemo hates the super soldier program almost as much as we do. So like, he's the guy we got to go to in this moment. Like I got it. I get the logic. Um, but seeing, I mean, seeing Bucky basically instigate a prison riot so they could break Zemo out of jail. Like <laughs> that was, I like the way that was the it. lame prediction from last week. That, that was the true. exact lame prediction of, uh, of course. I mean, they're probably going to do this. Hopefully not, but they probably will. And then they did. Put oh, it on the God. board. We were right. Damn it. We were right. <laughs> I mean, you were right. I'll give you. I'll give you that one. I you mean, were it's definitely not like correct. I'm not on, on a limb here. Okay. I mean, <sighs> yeah, it's like stand, we went standard comic book trope. I'm like awesome. Mm-hmm. I just I'm like yay. <laughs> I ended up coming away from this this episode. The character that I actually liked the most was Zemo. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> Surprisingly, him and, and Carly are the two that I look at and I come out of this episode going, you guys at least are doing things that I expect you to do. And like, the the way that they do, the way that they show the, the prison escape here with like, with Bucky explaining it in hypotheticals to Sam... I thought that was great. I, I did like the fact that they show, you know, what's what Zemo reading? He's reading Machiavelli, right? And that's a little nod. It's a small thing, but I mean, it's the Machiavellian prince. And, you know, it's the guy behind the curtain pulling all the strings, knowing that, you know, this is what you got to do to set this guy off. And this is how you get out of here. 
it just shows this guy's brilliant. And I like the fact that he's not a dumb bad guy. And, like, we'll get him to stay around. I think the actor who plays Zemo is doing a great job. Um, and, you know, all of these things... I feel like the, the main the main story of this episode is all these characters who we didn't necessarily tie up prior to, you know, or, or actually didn't see them get tied up on screen during a movie. This is, this is the show for them to kind of, this is their, their spot. This is, yeah, yeah. give them the, give them a the little bit of a highlight. It was well done. It was well done. Um, and I, I liked the way, I like the way that he's being portrayed. I like the way that he's being acted out. Um, I, I just, I appreciate the way that they're doing this. I appreciate that they're not rushing it just to, just to, to have a thing there, just to have it. We got to get this done. So let's make this happen. And, and, you know, he's the big bad guy and he hates everybody and he hates America. So he's going to, you know, try and do that. And I'm like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> he legitimately has, has a point and he you know he has a reason for feeling the way he does um the actor's name is daniel brule by the way um just wanted to give him credit for doing a great job in portraying this honestly um i'm going to stop waxing poetically about baron zemo um because he is still the bad guy um <laughs> hey, you wax all you want this is our podcast that's true that's you don't let anyone tell you what to do but I, Except yourself. so we we essentially learned that um, from Zemo um, that he had spent several years hunting down anyone in Hydra that was involved with the serum, um, and that he, despite being in jail, was going to complete this this mission of destroying the Super Soldier Serum. Remember, this all, and we kind of get a little exposition here. This all dates back to the Sokovia Accords and the fact that he doesn't feel like the Avengers should be a thing. No one man should be a God. Um, and he kind of hints at that when he talks about how, you know, the, with the serum, you could turn a team of people into super, you know, super soldiers, kind of like the Avengers. Hmm. Um, kind of like it's happening. Kind of exactly like it's happening. Um, so from here... Weird. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Weird. <laughs> That's... Interesting. That's all. Just, Just... Huh. feels kind of like the writers were flashing a giant neon sign above this part of the episode going hey pay attention to this part this might be exactly what we're trying to tell um yeah we're, we're telegraphing things here folks but i i like which is fine i like the fact that once we we kind of dive into zemo as a character um getting to see you know, the little funny bit about the food, if the food smells funny, you know, serve it to the Avengers or... That was great. That was funny. I mean, it was... The humor was on point this episode, I will say. It feels like the... Or, or it feels like this is just another chapter of, you know, Civil War or of Age of Ultron. And it, it it's it's shot and written in such a way that this still feels like being part of a movie, you know? And I, I appreciate that. Um it's not often you watch a TV show. I feel like nowadays where you have like, you don't look at your phone to see you know, what time it is or what's going on. Right. Is this, on is this almost over yet? Like every week I watch this. I mean, it, it is appointment viewing. It is something where I'm like, I am in it for the next. 50. I appreciate that the episodes are all 54 to like 58 minutes. 
Like it, it is, hey, this is an hour of your time. You need to watch this and pay attention because there's some stuff that's going on. And we're going to see, like, when we get to Madripoor, I mean, I really like the fact that if you are not paying really close attention, you miss, like, the graffiti on the walls and, like, the stuff of, like, the, the artwork in the background where it's, like, the power broker is watching. And, like, you learn about... There's some, yeah, there's some cool cool little Easter eggs in there. I really felt like they were going for... Like, did you... Do, have you ever seen uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, the the Jack Sparrow. Uh, yeah, okay. I could admit to that. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you remember <laughs> there's this, this land um, in Pirates of the Caribbean called Tortuga. It's kind of like the land without laws. It's, it's kind of, it's analogous of the pirate wars in the early parts of, of, you know, several centuries ago where like, the it's like a shitty version of black. Sales. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but like the Caribbean basically had no laws and like on these, these little islands and archipelagos and whatnot, the, the man with the biggest gun or the man with the most guns made the laws. So I love the fact that we get this, this introduction to this mad rapport. I cannot remember this anywhere else in the Marvel universe. Um, and, and I think, you know, I don't know what I was expecting, but seeing it, that shot where they, they kind of do the establishing shot and you see like, it looks like cutter or, I, I don't know, like Singapore or Qatar. Qatar. I call it Qatar. Either way. Um, thanks for being a dick. Appreciate it. I've heard it both ways. Um, That's for Sonny. Yeah, he'll appreciate that. <laughs> um, but you find out that like the little, this little island of, of Madripoor is basically a land with no, no laws. Um, there's a good side of the town, a good side of the island and a bad side of the island. Um, you know, and on the, the good side, you're, pretty much safe mostly um but on the bad side you basically have to do exactly you know p's and q's because you're you could very and easily end up dead here um and i i love what we're about to get into with the fact that you know we establish the fact that they need secret identities and they need to they can't be themselves and the fact that we have to resurrect we have to resurrect the winter soldier. I thought that was great because the whole world seen Bucky Barnes as an Avenger and bringing him back now as the winter soldier, like that dude is, is a menace and he is dangerous. And I, I love the fact that he has to re you know, bring that role back. And especially given that Zemo, you know, stole his little amends notebook. Um, and we find out that, and giving his and his rules like he's we talked about him becoming he's becoming a better person right was becoming a better person like he he is the, i mean or he was trying to he's right he's trying to it's it's like the godfather like they they pull me i try to get out and they pull me back in well like just over and over and poor poor bucky and poor everyone who has to encounter oh. bucky cuz holy fuck yeah i mean Dude is wrecking shop. <laughs> he he was not necessarily being the nicest person um, in this bar. Really quickly, before we before we go any further, um, I did just want to point out that Madripoor, the island of Madripoor, um, actually does appear in other Marvel uh, of a Marvel series. Um, it's just it's something that's frequently pointed out or frequently visited in the X-Men comics. 
Um, and for those of you who are big Marvel fans, you know that right now there is some debate about whether or not the X-Men will be making an appearance um, in the Marvel Universe. I just, I find it interesting um, that they make an All these little pieces. They're making an appearance here. Um, I, I just... <sighs> it's, it's interesting that that, that would be that would be the character that we, or the island that we choose to, we choose to go to. Could have gone anywhere, but anyways, um, back to the episode. I, I wanted to talk to you about this, this interaction with Carly um, and the, the refugee camp. Um, we find out that we're in Latvia um, and we see that, a brief interaction here with Carly, um, Carly Morgenthau again of the Flag Smashers. I felt like she got the most kind edit out of this entire this entire episode because she's the one that kind of gets established as why is she the way she is, and you see her mother or her adopted mother or some someone who took her this death. I don't know. I, I came away from this episode being like, I like Carly a lot more, um, a lot more than I did. Yeah. I think she's supposed to be a sympathetic character. Like it, that they're, they're not just sticking with the you terrorist, you bad. Like it, there, there are complex motives for what people do. And I, I think it's interesting to see that you know, on the screen a little bit. Cause usually you don't get that. You get the mindless, you know, got Hydra baddies coming in and you just mow them down. And it's like, well, what were their thoughts? What were their feelings? It doesn't matter. They're just running into bullets. This show does a really good job of fleshing out people who are not not the big characters. I think it, it's even something as little as... So when we're before we enter Madripoor, you know, we get the line earlier in the show where where Bucky basically tells Sam, like, I need to be the one to talk to Zemo in the prison because you know how he feels about Avengers, right? Like, it's, it's a throwaway line. I mean, you could totally look at that and say, hey, you know, he doesn't like the Avengers. But then when you get to Madriapur and you, you learn that, hey, we're handing out alternate identities and you get, you know, Bucky is the Winter Soldier and you make Sam someone called the Smiling Tiger. Um, like this this character named Conrad Mack, who apparently is in the comics quite frequently. Um, but like he sets him up as this character who likes to drink snake eggs or snake juice or, or something snake related. Which is hilarious. That was hyster- I mean you look at you look at Zemo's face when he when Sam has to do that and it's like they're they're messing with him, right? Like Oh, he's awesome. totally fucking with him. He's totally <laughs> fucking with him. And like, I I love the fact that this is the this is the most that Zemo can do to him without you know I feel like really crossing the line with Sam, where Sam's like you're going back to jail. This is that whole like lesser of two thing, and and Zemo yeah. is going cool. Well, I'm gonna push this as far as I humanly can. Um, I, I love the fact that they did this this way, but. We we meet this character Selby, um, who is is not long for this world or this episode. Um, 
we learn that Selby is kind of the, she's kind of like the godmother or godfather of this little bar um, where we where we enter and and Sam is forced to drink the tiger juice. Um, yeah, her little corner of the. Her, the yeah, world. I mean, she seems to be her the fiefdom. one in charge here for sure. Um, and I, I would have been interested. I feel like they took the easy way out here. Um, because seeing that, hey, well, we're willing to trade information for, I'll give you, I'll give you the Winter Soldier, essentially. I would have loved to have seen how that played out. Um, you know, we we get a little bit of, of exposition here with Selby telling us that there's this doctor by the name of Wilfred Nagel um, who recreated the serum, um, and that he's working for the power broker, who we we haven't met. And I really want to go into my theory about this, but we're going to hold off on this for now because I think, I think it's very fairly obvious who the power broker is. Um, but, anyways, uh, before before uh, Selby can kind of give us the information we want, all of a sudden we get this phone call. Um, Sam gets a phone call on his phone from his sister, and like, I I don't know about you, but I thought this was hysterical um, where Sam's trying to play it off. The, his sister's talking to him about the bank and Sam is trying to play it off. as like, I'll kill that banker, you know, whatever. And Yeah. She's like, what are you? Okay, fine. Whatever. Dude. And then like... she has to yell at her kids about the Cheerios that they're eating. I thought this was great. It was a, the perfect moment of like levity. Um, and just when it seems like everything is going to, you know, to turn out bad for our heroes, someone magically kills Selby um, and allows the heroes to, to make it out of there. Yeah. Um, that same someone uh, turns out to keep helping our heroes as they're trying to escape it out of Mad- uh, out of Madrid or you know, see the underbelly. I I love the fact in just just owning owning people. It, it's <laughs> okay. So the someone oh. is. So it's so it's satisfying. Sharon Carter. Um, and, and Sharon Carter plays Agent 13. Um, the last you'll remember from her is that she was she appeared um, helping Cap and Sam uh, and the Black Widow by making, you know, helping them become fugitives from, you know, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. or the U.S. government, because I think S.H.I.E.L.D. was disbanded uh, at that point. But, um, you know, this... This was a very interesting choice for Sharon. Um, the way she's been portrayed so far is, you know, one of the team. And obviously we haven't seen her. I love this actress. I love... She, one of the team-ish. So this this goes back to my prediction of, I think she is involved with the people that were going to get them mm-hmm. on the airfield. But I have a sneaking suspicion that this is into your. Uh, my guess is that your prediction is that Sharon Carter is she is the, she the is. big bad, like or she's the big the big boss. So I think that's who's that's who's trying to get get the uh, terrorist organization on the runway. That it's like, hey, you crossed me, I'm going to get I'm back at you. you. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so I think that's who this is. I I, I thought this is something I did not see coming. Um, from all the promotional stuff that I saw about this, I got the impression of Sharon just being one of the team because she's Sharon Carter. I mean, this is Peggy's niece or great niece or something like that. And, you know, we've only ever known 
I, I can't think of a superhero that we've known that's gone bad that's not eventually come back good. Um, well, no, the arc isn't true. over yet for her. So, but that it's it's that I like the idea of shades of shades of gray that now she's she's got to do something to survive since they put her on the I, run. I love I love the storyline. I love how she kind of ret- she reveals that you know she didn't get you know brought back onto the team and she didn't get the heroes else got and, and she's had to do some stuff that you know hasn't necessarily been she's got to survive she's had to survive and i love the fact that she's not only survived she's thrived i mean it is very clear when you see that like beautiful apartment she's in. massive <laughs> massive with all apartment. the fake art and stuff i mean or all the real art i mean sharon's sharon's had to do some stuff but sharon i think has enjoyed doing some stuff like she's yeah i think she's changed as a person now i hope that i'm wrong about this i i like that character a lot um you know we get introduced to agent 13 the first time we get introduced to her she's helping cap after we think uh after we think that Nick Fury gets murdered or he gets, a, a, there was an attempt on his life. Um, and, you know, they did like that. Will they, won't they thing where Sharon and Steve almost date. And I thought like that, that would have been interesting. Um, but <laughs> keep it in the family. Say, you know, Steve always belonged with Peggy and like, that would have been weird. I think had they chosen to go down that route, but seeing who Sharon becomes and seeing the fact that there's just too many coincidences here for like the remainder of this episode where Sharon is the one who finds out Nagel is. And then we get to, you know, Dr. Nagel and all of a sudden, you know, she's the one telling us like, well, we got to be careful. We got to go quick. Like this is a dangerous area. And then all these bounty hunters start converging on Dr. Nagel's Dr. Nagel's laboratory. They've been they've been tracking you this whole time. It's kind of very twenty four ish, where it's like you know the call is coming from within the house kind of deal, and it, it's I will be appreciative of the of the turn if that happens. I just wish if they were going to do that, I would not have given us the last scene with Sharon, where she's kind of whisked away by whoever that was helping her, um, and she's talking about we have problems. I wouldn't have done that scene if she's going to end up being the bad guy, because I feel like that that's what sold it for me. I kind of was in the back of my head. Like, I don't think everything is the way we think it is. But for me, that's the, that's the scene where I, I, I thought, okay. I still don't think she's going to be a, a bad guy. Like it's, it's all the, the same shades of gray. They all want the same, the same end, except for this terrorist group who wants everything to go back to the blip. All these different sides are, kind of fighting along the same lines ish, but they have their own, their own means and ends that they need to accomplish. I don't, I might be suffering a little bit from it's Agatha all along where I'm looking for, I I might be looking for (laughs) the, the great big turn or the twist and it might not be coming. And that's, that's okay. If it doesn't, you know, I'm cool with that, but right. I don't know. I just, I, I liked the fact that we finally got... I, I feel like this episode may have been lacking from some superhero action. You know? Like, we get a lot of Agent Carter, or, or you know, we get a lot of Sharon just breaking shop on people. And we get 
that really, really cool scene where Zemo looks like he's going to turn his back on everybody and, and kind of leave our heroes in the lurch. I liked seeing him put the mask on. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, I like when he goes to the uh, goes to the car and you see it on there and it's like, there it oh, is. Oh, man. There here it comes. Is. <laughs> I mean, we've been waiting for Zemo to become that guy, right? And like, right. It, it's interesting to me that he had multiple chances to get away from them this week. And he chose not to like that's yeah. I mean, but by the same token, he murders Dr. Nagel in cold blood and had a really interesting moment. Um, like he's got his own, his own ends that he's trying to accomplish too. Cause we, I'm sure we're going to see more of his, his motivations because right now it's, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, he's, he's helping ish. We know he's a bad guy, but he's, he's helping ish. He's helping our guys and our guys are, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier are using him to get. They they're like, we got this guy. We we got his number. We know exactly where he's coming from, what he's going to do, and I think he has some secret secret stuff that he's going to try and try and do because he didn't have after he broke out of prison, he didn't have to just roll no, into that garage with him. He could have taken off and been like, "Sweet deuces, y'all!" And then we get you know four episodes of them chasing In his ass around the, the world. Flag smasher, yeah, and that would exactly. Right, and that would suck. But I, I think maybe it's setting setting him up to. Okay, now he's the he's a person that is able to take things into his own hands. Let's say, and you know, cause some cause some problems because that takes away the only scientist that knew how to make the super soldier yeah. serum hypothetically. But Zemo's been trying to track down super soldier to stuff for some time. To I lo- maybe I love that they brought Isaiah back up. Um, and I, I feel like they, I feel like, but that should hopefully well, I keep feel happening. Like if they keep doing this, like they're not introducing the character just to justify or just to make, you know, just to make someone angry for an episode or just to give Sam, you know, the, the, the GD moment. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is a, another thing that, that Sonny was kind of mentioning. Like, I feel like that was almost like a backdoor pilot for a little bit of young Avengers of, of having the fact that we still have a super soldier. I mean, technically the first super soldier um, and Isaiah around, I mean, who's to say, you know, he's not, he's introduced as angry and against, you know, everyone, like it would be nice to have a redemption arc for Isaiah and that he could kind of mentor the next captain America or, or, you know, the young Patriot version of Captain America who will presumably if Sam is the one who ends up with the shield and this, you know, Marvel universe keeps going, we won't have Anthony Mackie forever. So we will be doing this again in a few years. Um, Somebody else will be needing to earn the shield or, or, you know, take the right to carry the shield. And there's the, the current version of the Marvel uh, Marvel Avengers series and comic books you know, there's a 3,000 years from now version of Captain America who's carrying the shield. Um, not quite Captain America, but, you know, it's it, it's the same shield, essentially, that's being carried, you know? And, like, that's just... This is a story... The, the story The story doesn't end. It evolves. The story keeps you going. You get new characters, new faces, and I think that's that's kind of what what I feel like this whole season is trying to tell us is... You know, we create these these icons, and just, Zemo has that great line where he's talking about, you know, we create these these people 
um, or these these figures, and it's awesome because they're amazing, and we lionize the things that they do, and we forget that they have flaws, and we kind of gloss over their flaws. Um, you must have really looked up to Stephen, but I realized something when I met him. The danger with people like him, America's super soldiers, is that we put them on pedestals. Watch your steps, Simo. They become symbols, icons, and then we start to forget about their flaws. From there, cities fly, innocent people die, movements are formed, wars are fought. You remember that, right? As a young soldier sent to Germany to stop a mad icon. Do we want to live in a world full of people like the Red Skull? That is why we're going to Madripoor. What's up with Madripoor? You guys talk about it like a skull island. Skull nation in the Indonesian archipelago. It's a pirate sanctuary back in the 1800s. It's kept its lawless ways, but we cannot exactly walk in as ourselves. James, you will have to become someone you claim is gone. I feel like that's the whole point of this series is to kind of point out like even Steve had flaws, you know, and, and that's the thing is we don't forget. We do forget Steve's flaws because it's like when Aunt, when uh, Sam is talking about, you know, he's really good at making poses on, on balconies and stuff like that. Like we remember the, the image of the guy. We don't remember that the person and the things that they said. And that's, I think some of some of it is the 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 line from was it Last Jedi that yes the kill the past that's essentially like kill it if you have to and that there's a lot of there's a lot of that theme in in a lot of this a lot of the media that's coming out well now. I, you know I feel like we we live in in such an age where everybody says oh things were better when and, and things were great when. Yeah. When and, yeah, when and, was know, that exactly? To a lot of extent, I'm as guilty of this. I, you know, like it's it's the nostalgia. It's you know we are, you know, we're both the same age, and and a lot of we have a lot of nostalgia for things that were great when we were younger, and, and I feel like that's as we age, you know, the people that are younger than us are looking at it and going, "Great, another reboot of you know." I've already seen this. I've already seen. DuckTales or Power Rangers or whatever it is. And and now that we are in a position with disposable income as our generation, we want to keep making these things. We want them remade and redone and better and greater. And the idea of, you know, hey, it's time to move on. Like, we, we don't need a, a we don't we need, need a Luke we need and new a Leia and a Han forever. We, we can have a Rey and a Kylo or a Rey and a Finn or whatever. Um, that's not a bad sentiment, in my opinion. I mean, new doesn't necessarily mean bad. Um, it can. It certainly can. But it can also mean good. Um, so I think that's a really interesting perspective, Snark, truthfully, to, to bring up. So I'm glad you're here to, to interject that. So. <laughs> hey, I got to do something. I pull my weight somehow in this thing. Well, I don't edit anything. I will anything. say. That's, Sit back and take pot shots. Like that's a fun role, but I we're, we're certainly appreciative of you of you doing <laughs> that. But um, so as, as we're kind of right, wrapping down this this episode, I mean, I kind of feel like we're we're circling the same sort of comments, the same sort of ideas that we've had. 
all along with this episode. I mean, this was an episode to kind of get us to a place where the next couple of episodes can be can be more action, can be more, you know, more fun, more like the first two were. We're we're at the halfway point. And I, you know, we talk about we're in a, a marathon a lot of times on these these shows. I feel like the reveal at the end of this episode with the fact that they brought it back of, you know, hey, we know what Zemo is and who he is. And seeing the, the Wakandan soldier there at the end, I, that was a great touch of like, this man did kill King T'Chaka. And the Wakandans don't necessarily appreciate that. Um, I love I love that they brought that back. Yeah, man. Imagine um, that. <laughs> I... I I will admit when I saw the the little beacons or whatever they were that were kind of hidden around the areas where the guys were and where they were walking, I was like, what, what is going on? What is this? And knowing that the Wakandans are now going to, to add to this, it just, it's just another point where I look at it and go, someone has thought this out. Someone has gone, Hey, if we do break Zemo out of jail, we have to acknowledge that, you know, there are people who, a lot of people, people might, might want, want him gone. gone. He killed the leader of our country, the you know the father of our country. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, I'm going to do another cheap prediction in that I think that's going to be a source of conflict uh, next week. That's not a real prediction. Um, <laughs> in, but indeed. I do think it's interesting. I was hoping or someone that we had seen on screen. But I, I like the fact that it's not. I, I like the fact that we can introduce, you know, obviously we don't have, we don't have Chadwick Boseman with us anymore. We have seen her on screen. That, have Civil we? War and Black Panther and Infinity War. I didn't know War. that we had met this we character. Have indeed. Oh, man, That's that is egg on my face. Woo! Woo! Um, <laughs> no, I... I well, look, I mean, I'm glad that then we're creating continuity then for that. Um, I, I'm interested to see where that goes specifically with the Wakandans, because, you know, we have heard several times Bucky has made mention to his time in Wakanda. We haven't seen any of it um, other than that brief, you know, post credit scene. But um, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, and that will be that will be interesting. But. The, the last thing I wanted to bring up, um, you know, we talked about, we talked about uh, Carly and the, uh, the, the Flag Smashers. I do feel like we've kind of crossed the Rubicon a little bit with them. Seeing them kill those guards tonight. Um, I... Yeah, that they're, I mean, they're, they're a terrorist organization. Like, that's, that's what they're uh, doing. Like, it's probably the wrong way to go about things. And I think, I think we're going to we're going to see parallels between Costco cap and that terrorist organization and how they're taking care of things. I, I feel like that might, might happen that there might be a little bit of a political political take on that, that they're going to go, okay. Yeah. You see what they're doing? Like, yeah, that's, that's not, that's not great. That's, that's wrong. They're blowing up people. They're killing people. And I think we're going to start seeing Costco cap, like start, start going maybe more the way of his character uh, comic book wise that it's now he's, he's going, you know what? I'm getting frustrated with this bullshit. Like let's start cracking some skulls to get this done. And I was like, well, is that the right way to do it? Who, who knows? Who's to, who's to say, what's the, what's the right way? And the, and the, we'll, we'll see a lot of 
ends justify the means kind of discussion. I, I, I had felt empathy for these characters, for her specifically. I mean, I feel like that's that's what they're setting us up for the empathy of the the fact of like, hey, you guys are sitting right. on, you know, six months worth of food and you just won't share it. Like, it's it's definitely strong strong implications of you know, eat the rich, screw the poor kind of thing here. Um, but seeing her being cold blooded about murdering those guys, um, I feel like. You know, we re- we reach a point with characters like that where you can you can come back from thief, you know, from thieving. You can come back from stealing. You can come back from a lot of things. But murder is is one of those things I feel like is a touchstone of like, no, you've you've killed some people. Like you have to pay for that. And there's th- there's a line, and then that gets into I mean Bucky and all of the other. Avengers who have killed people now now what are they like are are they just is there no redemption for them I mean Darth Vader technically he was redeemed but he murdered you know how many children like just just straight up murdered a bunch of kids but somehow he's still he still found his way back to the light and everyone's like oh cool yeah no he he deserves to be here he found his way to the light like really he murdered a, murdered a significant amount of people. Like, especially you get into the comics, like just just killing it's, people to kill them. It's a question that I feel like there's not a good answer for, and that's what's frustrating to me is that yeah, what the what is irredeemable? Like what defines irredeemable? You know, it's it's easy to see what's what's irredeemable in personal life. Um, hello, Matt Getz. We're talking about you. Um, but in the comics and and, <laughs> and and stuff like this, you know, that's it's not something that's really ever talked about because you talk, you know, I feel like that's what this show does such a good job of is the, hey, look, that was great and all, and I'm glad we beat we beat Thanos and you know brought everybody back, but you know the world goes on and there's other stuff we have to deal with and we got to keep going and we got to keep trucking and. I yeah, the the now what that we always talk about is like the that's what the, happens that's tomorrow. the interesting part the now yeah, what that like what happens next this day? show is 100 percent doing that and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the way i thought it would be honest i mean honestly it's you know the problems don't go away it's it's like doc dr nagel talks about with you know i had perfected the super soldier serum and then i turned it to dust but when I came back, I found out, you know, my project had been shelved. You know, turns out there were some people who wanted to, you know, perfect that, that serum. They may right. not be the people you want with that serum, but they were willing to participate. And so was I because it was funded. And like, that's the kind of stuff. Where, yeah, yeah, I wanted I mean, to keep doing my stuff. At. Like, why would I stop? And it it just opens up the door for a lot of interesting questions to be asked and i really like the fact that they are not shying away from asking the question i mean they're leaning in hard um, right we're getting we're getting all of that even though this i mean this week wasn't wasn't really heavy on mm-hmm. politics really or the but it's still got like there's still a lot a lot of stuff there to was this was 
it's just a different it's a different conversation i think that's why i feel the way i do about this week's episode is that it was it was so different but not in a bad way it was just different i I, it was just different that was that said it's just different but yeah well snark that's i feel like a pretty accurate breakdown of this week's episode um you know, if we missed something, if we didn't touch on your favorite part of the episode, please feel free to, you know, reach out. We are, we're pretty found, findable on the internet. Um, we will have all of our, we'll have our links. We like to think so, notes, at least. Uh, how to find us on our Discord, on our Facebook, on our email. Or you could just, you know, walk up and find us in person, as some people have chosen to, chosen to do. Um, <laughs> nobody has found me in person but that's so true just, I, I am you. findable though i'm not exactly a ghost um, i am true. i am quarantined for the most part and to be to be fair most of the peoples that i know are not listening to this they have a hard well, right slant on this and and it would probably be a uh, interesting i'm interesting I'm conversation sure if, if some people that i know were, I know that some people that I know do listen to this um, and don't agree because we've had conversations about that. And that's, look, that's, that is absolutely fine. We're not here to call anybody a bad person or to shit on anybody's beliefs. These are just our beliefs. And this is the way we choose to portray our podcast. So that's. And that's what we said for the past two weeks. We're here to start a conversation, to have a conversation. If you want to talk, please reach out. Why do you, why do you believe the way that you do like what? And I feel like, yeah, I feel like this we're here show to is learn doing and grow. A, a really good job of walking that line between, you know, hey, this is some stuff that may not necessarily sit well with you, so just be aware. But if you're willing to sit and learn and listen, you will learn something, and you might come away a better human for it. And that's ultimately what we should all want: um, is to grow and get a little bit better every day. But I think that's a that's a good spot to leave in for now. Um, We will be back. I'm eagerly awaiting next Saturday because now it's it's now currently Saturday at 5 p.m. I have to wait another seven days before. Way too long to get to the back half of the series. This is the, the the factor of when I was when we were younger, waiting seven days for a TV show was nothing. This that was just life. I was just having this conversation uh, with with my wife. Like that, it's like we've turned back around. We went from like, uh-huh. oh man, I gotta wait till TGI Friday to uh-huh. to watch the next episode of Step by Step. And if I'm not parked in front of the TV, uh-huh. like, oh, do I want to go on a date on Friday or do I want to? I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. well, let's see what Corey and Topanga are up to first, and then then I'll decide if I want to go do something. <laughs> So it's got like, and you have to wait and you have to park there and be there in front of it to, to see it. And then it shifted to, you know, you got the TiVo generation where you can just record it. And it's like, well, it doesn't really matter when it's on. And then you get the Netflix of we're going to drop a season and you just binge the shit out of it. And now we've moved back and they've gone, wait, if people binge watch mm-hmm. it in a day, they're not going to keep subscribing. So we need to start dropping these slower. And you, you see that even with Netflix this on some shows where they're, they're releasing in one episode a week and i have hulu yeah. releases like one episode a week instead of just dropping the whole thing and you're like damn it i don't want to wait anymore I've it'd make spoiled. our lives a lot more difficult if we had to podcast on six episodes way quicker um you... 
Well, to, to, it'd probably make everyone else's lives really, really a lot easier because <laughs> we'd be compressing all this into a marathon of like three hours instead of like now y'all y'all joggers are with us for like 15 six hours hour of content show. for for a six hours of show <laughs> yeah. you guys are awesome. like strap we in man. you we we love you we love thank the you fact all that you guys are willing to listen with us and we we can't thank you enough again we are we can't wait to celebrate the 900 listen milestone the thousand mile the, the thousand listen milestone i just there's just more coming and we we are excited to be on this journey with you guys so for now, I think we'll leave it. Did wait, did we tell everyone how they could get to us? Because you just said we're on the internet. We are. I believe we are at, at Nerd. Nerds House of. <laughs> we are also on the Gmails, but who cares? Because who uses email? And Discord, apparently, who gives a shit about Discord either? Well, <laughs> not the very many to people. The, show, we'll, the links will be in the show <laughs> note, um, as they usually are, but we will make sure to include them this week. Um, Again, we're we're very appreciative of you guys. Thank you all for sticking with us through very nearly two hours of content once again about a one-hour TV show and one that we said we didn't like that much. So, right, but we have other things to talk about. That's it's the conversations that sparks. That's why this good television sparks conversations, and we are we are thrilled to have you guys here for it. So, for now, I think we'll leave it there. and we'll let the snark take us out as he always does. Well, that was one hell of a reunion. Bye, y'all. We'll see you next week. <laughs>